off. There we go. <laughs> so that's uh, and it's interesting because I my countdown hit one second about three seconds before your countdown hit one second. It's funny how it's, it's apparently not a real real countdown universally. Uh, but yeah, we did it and it's cool. We're live and and uh, hey, next week next week hopefully we'll have a video intro with some cool music like it did uh, for the G. EMS Association, Georgia EMS Association uh, interview that we did. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But as Tom gets set up, I want to talk about a little controversy, a little a little thing that we want to no, start the part not with. Charles. So <laughs> it's 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 the representation of EMS, right? It's always been firefighters do everything. They save the world. Their hunky calendar. And they're not all honky calendar fools, I'm just telling you. You got a lot of them like me, but whatever. Uh, you know, police officers shoot bad guys and save the world. And we can't even get our own puppy or Paw Patrol. Do you believe oh, that, that crap? That, that's some crap. Did you oh. like my little post on there about Paw Patrol? Yeah, man. That's 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 some that's some hard-knocked life right there. Can't even get a Paw Patrol puppy. And it, Tom, Tom posted that. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that right? And I went and looked it up. And... And here's the deal. The fire dog, right, which is, I believe is a Dalmatian as well, but he's got the whole fire helmet. It's all red. He's got a flame on it. He's got a fire jacket. It's all red with the gold trimming. His vehicle, Cody Fingers, is two-thirds fire truck, right? The front end is a fire truck, and the back end is a ladder. And then the top of the back end has ambulance white on it. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, no, so no. You, so are you saying he's a mutt? I, a I, no, his car's, a, his car's an El Camino is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> a fire Camino. Uh, but no, we need, we need our own puppy. We so need our own puppy, yes. We're going to start our are own Are we going to be social war- warriors now? We are. We're in, a, we're in a social justice for EMS. Hey, Kyron Wright. How you doing? Uh, Kyron. Hadn't seen you in a hot minute, man. Uh, so today, earlier today, while I was at Region 3 meeting, which we'll talk about in seriousness here in just a few minutes. Oh, I'll have my notes on my desk behind me. What, the Paw Patrol's not serious? I know it is. I just said I'm not teasing things out. So I'm saying, well, we will actually get to the Region 3 stuff. Uh, you, sir, hosted an EMT uh, psychomotor exam today. Yes, I did. And how'd that go? 100%. Get count those big ones. One hundred percent pass rate on the first attempt. Booyah! That's pretty solid, man. One hundred percent on the first attempt. That's uh. They that's actually they knocked it out unusual. of the water. They kicked it, buddy. Now we kind of put the we as a collective whole in the school kind of put a fear of God on them. Right, going. Well, you guys have been here. You've got. You're not practicing. You're not doing what you got to do. I mean, I, I, I mean, Dawn was on them. I was on them. Vanessa was on them. You came through. We're yeah. up on them. You know. So I think. Oh, that, you want to go home? Yeah. <laughs> go do two more spinal immobilizations, and we'll see. Yeah, that no. was that was that was definitely an interesting interesting time. So, uh, how many were in that class? Eight, seven or eight. eight. We're in, it was a ten-week class. We only do those in the summertime, right? But it was it was ten weeks of being here two days a week for eight hours a day. Well, you know, we say eight hours a day, but they did try to skip out plenty yeah. enough. Oh yeah. Oh man, we're doing a lecture at three o'clock. Can we go? No. no. <laughs> nope. We are yeah. going to train. 
So and it worked, man. They were hundred percent pass. Mm-hmm. It was great. I know a number of the students have reported their own uh, final exam numbers, and it's in above the nineties. Yeah, they're getting above nineties on that final exam. So that's pretty solid. And then uh, you know we got the cognitive coming up for them. They got two years to take it. Who knows how fast they'll move? I know Jerry Webb, who's watching right now. He's all he's sweating. They keep telling man, it's just, it's just only the only thing that's going to get you is if you overthink it. If yeah. you overthink, just know what you know. Read what it says. Watch those knots. Right. That's this is a little free test taking tip from Georgia Institute of EMS. It's a lot of people read the question, especially in practice, because in the real test you don't get the feedback. But in the practice test, you get the feedback, and they'll read the question, they'll get it wrong. But 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 big capital N O T. Which one is not the correct answer? What's the thing we don't want you to do here? Those kind of things. So even though you think you know the answer, because that's the thing, and those not questions, you know the answer. It's you know CPR. Uh, you, you find somebody in class that's unresponsive. Uh, what do you not do first? And they go, oh, first thing I do is I check the pulse. And that call for 911. It's like, so they'll, they'll pick check the pulse. But it's what you don't do first is check the airway. You know, it's not, you don't open the airway and look, listen to feel anymore. So it's those kind of things. you got to watch for that. So I think Jeremy as a whole will be fine. I think this class as a whole will probably be fine. I do too. So, oh, man. So, and hey. we had our first five-weeker pass too. Oh, for the cognitive? Yep. Who was that? Um, don't forget. Okay. Also, uh, woo, we forget. Uh, yeah. Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, well, it's in the WhatsApp. You got your WhatsApp I do. thing. I do. Look at the look at the WhatsApp because okay. it's on there. So uh, I will look that up. Uh, we were visited this week as I pull up WhatsApp. I can't remember where I left it. Uh, is this it? There it is. Uh, we were visited this week by Chad Black of Georgia EMS Association. Yes. And he came in. Uh, oh, that's a 10-week class. Where's the five-week? There it is. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm way behind. Let's see. Who got congratulations? Um, Robbie Jackson. Yep. Yeah, that's apparently it. took it. And he says he had to take it. Uh, he took it to Athens Tech. I didn't know Athens Tech was a testing site. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, they have a... Uh, was it a, um, a computer lab there that's yeah. secure? Okay, I just kind of assumed it was all Pearson, Pearson views. views. They are. They're, They're just partner with Athens mm-hmm. Tech. Okay, so very cool. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, uh, we had we had um, Chad Black come, and you know I really wanted to pick his brain about the transparency project and and get into some gritty details there, and we kind of ran out of time and and. Really, his intent, which is fine, too. His intent came to be, let's talk about what G, Georgia EMS Association is doing. Now, they've been around for a while. Probably, I think they were around when I was on the truck. But I could not, at the time, for the life of me, figure out why I would want to pay to join them, what they're actually going to do for me. And in my career time, uh, I think the biggest effect I saw them have was that they got the EMS tax. Right, we got a star of life yeah. on the tag that we have to pay fifty bucks for, twenty five bucks or whatever it is, to get, and then that goes to oh I don't know, I'm sure it goes somewhere important, but I literally I, and this was again a little pre-internet, right? We were on Nextel well, phones at that time doing I, the chirp chirps. I don't I don't think that the tag thing 
uh, does anything much except for it gives you tagging recognition. Just well, like yeah, but the money, that's the money. Else. Part of it was supposed to go to fund lobbying or something. No, it all goes to the same place. All the tag things, money goes to the same. See, I was misinformed. Zone. And then that's it. So why do I care? Well, you got the, look. Because, you know, the popo ain't going to not give you a ticket. I Maybe if you have the fire not, star not, on, they might. I'm not going to say that they, <laughs> they may help a brother out every now and then. But, you know, it's a pride thing. And, and you know, and it took legislation. It took people, and that's what the people wanted. People said they wanted, hey, Teresa, um, that's what they wanted. So that's what, you know, the association is, and that's what they're there for. Now, I will say I used to be a strong member in it, and then things, it got stagnant. Things wasn't happening. But right now they're working on the pension fund, and I am going to start waving that pension flag because we need it. Police have a pension, fire has a pension, and it follows them. So if you leave this department, go to another department, your pension follows you. Right, And you can retire with a a really good pension. We need that in EMS. We need it to help retain EMS people in the field, but we, we need it as a whole. And they are on it, and they need your help to get in there so for enable for this pension to become reality we need the numbers in there so it's 25 dollars a year jump in there get become a member of gemsa so that we can get that pension and that's why i would stand behind it now and they he said the numbers were down to five thousand if we get yep, if we they got, got five thousand people yep so that we really need about 2500 more people to join yeah that's a huge number i mean it's doubling their, their well, there's like 20 plus thousand people providers in the state so yeah um yeah chris they should have had one in the beginning and the good thing is about this pension fund is like unlike the police and law enforcement pension fund if you're a law enforcement officer you can only participate in the law enforcement one you can't do both because fire government, government backed or government yep. funded something but like this that. one you can be a firefighter and get the EMS pension as well. Because it's a privately funded. Because it's funded. privately funded, yep. And you could be a, a law enforcement officer and get the EMS pension as well. So it, somebody like Patrick Carey could have both. Yeah, exactly. Sure could. Or, you know, any of the firefighters out there could. Yeah. Could do it as well. And I mean, and this, I do want to be clear about what we're talking about. This is all potential, right? This is what they're working for. That's what the plans that they have pitched. Until it becomes a reality, it, things are subject to change, I guess is what I'm right. going to say. Because I'd hate for somebody to start signing up. Like, well, this was promised to me. Everything, Nothing's a promise. Everything right. is, uh, Chad, is, this is, as the president, this is the direction he's taking it in. This is what he wants to do with it. On paper, the pitches that they've gotten from the private companies have been what we're talking about yep. here. Well, they're pretty sure that once we get those numbers up, then they can take it to that next level and get it initiated. Yeah. So those of you out there, we've got a video of Chad Black on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, share it with everybody. Get the word out. Let everybody listen to what Chad has to say. And also send our podcast, this one out too. Throw it out there. Yeah. You know, people are willing to any Thursday from, you know, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, Hit us up. Ask us questions during yeah. the, the show. Or, you know, Charles will give us the information there at the end about sending it, um, sending questions. There's his email, charles at gaims.com. 
send him a question. We'll address it too, and we'll get in yeah, touch with Chad absolutely. and get. If you send it to us for him, we'll get in touch with him. Yeah, well. we'll do everything we can to reach out and get you official answers. Uh, I mean, the other thing he talked about because I saw this, we posted in some of the groups asking people, "What do you think about the pension and this and that?" The other, I might actually pull that up and and, and we'll address some of the concerns there. Uh, but funding, of course, is one I was like, "Well, right. it's going to take twenty years before they can start paying out if they just do it at so many people, you know, so much money per month to get it done." And he, uh, Chad, said that they're actually they don't have any backers yet, or at least the ones they could talk about. You know, you know how that goes until it's, right. the ink is dry on the paper and it's locked in. You don't talk about it, but that they are reaching out to big companies to fund, help fund it. So essentially, sure. two to four companies putting in a quarter million each. You know, you start with a million dollars in the fund that starts building interest immediately. Yep, and that helps as well too. And also, like what was really interesting that he said to us, Charles, was that after, if you are in it for 20, 25 years till it's vested, right, and you pay your $25 a month for all those years, you will get a return on your investment within, what, the first seven or eight months when you retire? Uh, It comes down to $300 a year, roughly, is what it comes down to, and times two, that's what, six grand? Yeah. So yeah, I mean your pension is going to be more than six grand for a year. Oh, yeah. So you're going to get that. You're going to get that back, back and then some. Um, I found the link. I'm going to, I'm going to post it here on okay. Facebook. Charles is going to put that link in there right now. Now the it, pension so. is not a thing yet. This is what right, they're working for. So if you easy. signed up for the association today, hoping to sign up for the pension tonight, that's not, not going, going to happen. happen. There are other benefits to being in there, but you know, like I said, it's twenty five dollars a year. You know. Yeah. Uh, does it get you a discount on the... It gets you a lot of dis- They They've got a lot of discount plans. They've got like one of those discount groups that you're a member of where you can get discounts on theme park tickets, oh, on that's rental cool. cars. That's not where I was going, but that's cool. That's on, cool. on rental cars, hotels, and stuff like that. There's a lot of... And office supplies and, you know, there's also that big buying group you can join as well. Hey, Trey. Uh, well, I was actually, I think this is a group I want to go to. Well, I was actually uh, wondering is if it gave you that uh, discount on, like, the leadership conference or the other educational Yes, it conference. does. Okay, yep, that's you get a, You also get a discount on going to the conferences as well. Uh, so I found the post. We're in a group called EMT and Paramedics of Georgia. And, you know, I posted the question. And I'm going to scroll through, see if there's anything that, that's worth discussing. Because there's a good discussion there. And you can go join that group uh, and, and look at the discussion. There's 48-some-odd people in on that discussion. Um, it's never too late, right, unless you're already retired, I guess. Well, you have to be active. you have to be active in you the field. You have to be active so. in the field. So you do have to do yeah. that. Uh, William uh, K. I was just calling William K. This is a closed group, so it's not like they posted to us publicly. Uh, says uh, he thinks that it would help keep people in EMS. I don't. No, I don't talk think, to everybody, but I never would have thought a pension would keep you versus well, on, move you into another. Well, if you get career. out, if you've been if you've been doing it and you've been paying into it for, you know, fifteen twenty years, you would. Why would you get out before you're vested if you're going to get? So pensions and stuff do help keep people in. That's why companies try to have a pension fund. I mean, I'd never looked at, I'd never, I mean, I originally started my career wanting to be a police officer and then realized that was not going to work out for me very well at all. And uh, ultimately fell into medicine uh, by accident there. Uh, 
Now, now, Chris. Oh, so Chris is saying, let me throw this up on the screen. Chris uh, commented, people will be dumb not to sign up for a $25, year, $25 per year pension. Now, to be clear, what they were saying is it's $25 a year to join. How do I turn that off? Thank you. To join the association, right? That's flat 25 Then, if you get if the pension comes through the way they want it to, it came down to $25 a month is what it came down to, roughly $300 a year. Right. And and but you have to be yeah. a member of Gemsa. So it's still that so it's three twenty five a year essentially because yeah. twenty five for the membership and three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and it's okay yeah. to be in the fire department as well. So um, it is okay for the you know fire. I mean, active EMS is basically stuff. you just have your numbers. You got your numbers and you're working somewhere in the field. So how would that work for us? Well, we're working in the field. We're there's different parts of the field. You could be working in a hospital. You could be an educator. I mean, We're still part of it. Last time I checked, the field didn't have nice air conditioning and good lighting and well, that's know, music. A, well, I mean, it doesn't for and uh, for a director either or supervisors that sit in the office too. Yeah, but they so. got no. I mean, they. So I was thinking education versus no working for I mean, an analyst provider. He, yeah, it's he. He said as long as you had to be like a, either teaching or something like that. So, uh, Mark Smith. Says I'm 14 years in, won't do much for me, but we definitely do a lot for others. Well, they're talking about potential buyback, so just think about it. I don't know any particulars yet because he's talking about like down the road that we could actually go in and pay and buy the buy that time back. So if you wanted to buy 10 years, you could pay three thousand dollars, I guess, and get roughly, yeah, you know, roughly. Now I'm not. This is disclaimer. Please put disclaimer out there. I am not selling this product and i am yeah. not the final authority things could change i'm just a guy who thinks that we need it in our industry so that we can be like fire we can be like law enforcement and we can have something as well so uh listen to chad's video if you do have questions like i said send them to us we'll relay it to chad maybe we can get chad on here again for a live show he couldn't be here for the live show so we recorded one so maybe we could get that going as well and we could facilitate that yeah absolutely uh uh and you know you, you the video is of course on facebook and youtube it's on our youtube channel as well uh georgia institute of ems on youtube so you can watch that however you consume your videos and uh, but it's also audio form you can find us on spotify on google play under georgia institute of ems and podcast form itunes is a bugger right now and we're working on that yeah um uh, but it's it's let me down, I, Apple. I, I, yeah. You're letting me down. Apple does a lot of things great. They've never done this well. But we're <laughs> working on that part. But, yeah, we're in Spotify and Google Play. And quite possibly, as well as Anchor.fm as well. You can look us up there. Yep. And so you can just copy the RSS feed and put it if you have a player. It, it's yeah. an actual RSS feed. It's legit. It's just not something that you can pop open maybe in any player and find because most players use the Apple database. Gotcha. And we're not in that yet. So you can listen to it as well. Uh, is out there. We've got three podcasts up right now, and I'm trying each week to do these live videos. Two podcasts is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And Trey says it would be great, especially those that aren't with a fire department and work private EMS. And you're right, because a lot of these oh, private yeah. EMSs don't have, you know, a lot of benefits. And this would give some benefits, especially because it transfers. If you are working at um, XYZ Ambulance today and two years later you go to work for ABC Ambulance Company, your benefit would follow you no matter where you go. 
Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm going to address this comment here as well. It'd be interesting. But, I mean, this is something we'll talk about today. It might come up in normal conversation in the future. But, you know, if they'd like us to really push membership, they could sponsor us each month. Yeah, each come episode. On, yeah, you know, they could do we'll, that. Well, this episode could be, can be brought to you by Jimsa. Right. Yeah. And we'll be more than happy to so say, go sign up today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's just a thought. That's just, just a, a thought. thought. Put, put it out there. Uh, so this was a comment by Roger B. Uh, so he says, no, I don't think Roger necessarily read above very much. And, of course, he immediately gets three likes and he immediately gets somebody saying, oh, you're right. Uh, it'll never happen. Private EMS is not funded by state funds or city or county, which is why you're not on a state plan. The so-called plan that is being talked about would require a state vote by Senate's vote. He did, they literally four or five posts yeah. up. The, the, let me tell you who it was who posted uh, okay, it's a little bit higher than four or five posts up, but right here, Kimberly Moore Littleton, and I call her Who name is the out, director. Because she's the director of it, posted very clearly, this is what it is, this is what's going on, private, this and that, the other. Um, and so they're talking about how it's not a state thing. Well, okay, okay, uh, whoever it was, Roger, yeah, it would take a vote. And actually in the 80s, somewhere in the 80s, early 90s, somebody was talking about how they did a vote, and fire departments opposed it and mm, encouraged yeah. all their people to vote against it, and so on. But this is not a state mandated it's or state not a government funded thing. thing. It's private. So why uh, to come out of the gate punching like that? Uh, it just just hey, just read, ignorant. get your information first. You know, it is a private thing. It's not we, you know, and you're right. That's why EMS doesn't have a pension fund like fire, like law enforcement does. 100%. Well, that's why EMS has had the problem. That's why EMS is having to go through the private thing. And I say, hey, Chad's joined us. So, hey, Chad, maybe if you, you know, want to pipe in oh, here or anything. Oh, Chad can watch, but he can't be <laughs> online. Okay, Chad. Well, he can have a phone somewhere, Charles. <laughs> he's allowed to, he's got to work. Hey, I kind of thought I'd see you this morning at the the Region 3, but uh, he didn't make it this morning. What's funny about Roger here, so he's negative, right? It won't happen, it won't happen. Then halfway through, he goes, the only way you're going to get EMS in Georgia to achieve this is to have a union like the fireplace and run it as a corporation. Or maybe an association, perhaps. Or a Georgia association, yeah. Yeah, it's private money, and that's what he's talking about, is an organized group of employees and pull the money. It doesn't have to be employees. Right. It doesn't have to be a union. Uh, well, technically, by definition, it's a union of people coming together. But, but it's, it's not, not the, a labor yeah, union. Yeah, it's not a labor union. Yeah. yeah, it's just a group of people who's together for a common cause to benefit EMS in the entire state of Georgia. And that's what the GEMSA is our official now, Santa Now, this is an interesting question by Rob. Again, this is from a closed group, so I'm not trying to out people because they, they might be talking openly because they feel protected. Rob A. says, question, and I apologize in advance, will EMS, as we know it, be here in 20 years? Today, there are some 2,000 medics here in Georgia that have their tickets and maintain their certs only to function as providers in the allied healthcare field. So I hate to think about what is coming, uh, but will the profession, as we know it, be here in 2040? Uh, this is part of a, he says this is only a Band-Aid on the problem, but the, it, is a, it is a hemorrhage, Right. Yeah. I mean, even when I went to EMT school and got to ride, this is back when the cab ran us on fire, or maybe it was Gwinnett Fire, one of the two big fire departments. Right. I got to ride with them, and they were talking about how medics were actively letting their medic numbers go and rolling back to then intermediates. So they could, we talked about that. And people were leaving the field. I left the field. Now, technically, I guess I'm back to the field. Uh, 
Although I, I, it doesn't look much like field service to me, but I'll take it. I appreciate. It. Oh, I saw the Robin Spencer today. She gave me a big old hug. She oh, was at, cool. She was on shift today and saw her. When I went up there. Oh, I gotta turn that down. So, uh, but it's it's people. Are, you lose people all the time. Retirement, yep. burnout. That's somewhat different, of a legit question. Somewhat, but I think it's going to be around. I mean, somebody's got to be there to respond in some way or the other. Yeah. I don't think, you know, EMS isn't just going to go away. No. I mean, and I mean, the reality is, I think the reality is, if there's evolve. a private pension, and it, let's say, let's say what I think fire has been trying to do forever is merge it where it's all under the roof of fire, because that's, that's more power, more right. politics, whatever. I'm not saying fire as a whole hates him, but I'm just saying, in, from a power standpoint, I could see. That or some would. Would some would want that. There's Thank some you. that some yeah. are like, get away. Exactly. Stay away. So let's you know? let's say it does merge. I would think that through all of that, the biggest question would be, okay, we have this pension of money that these people deserve. How do we deal with that? And then because to merge EMS and fire, you have to have legislation. It has to be a whole new state yeah. mandate. I, and I don't think that's thing. ever going there's too, too much, much private yeah, funds too in much there. Problem. It's it's already established in there. So yeah. Don't think that's going to happen. That's why that this way to do the pension, I think, is going to it is it's finally a viable, and we can finally see it. It's almost you, like you can see something now. In the past, it was just a a thought, you know, just people talking. But now, they're actually people are doing something to get it there. So yeah. So so that's a little wrap-up. Again, the video is here on Facebook. You can uh, look at it in our videos. Actually, I think it's the post one or two before this live video even. It's also on YouTube.com. I believe it's slash Georgia Institute of EMS. But in case it's not, just look up Georgia Institute of EMS on YouTube. And find us on Spotify and Google Play and other podcatchers out there. You can, you can uh, listen to it. There. Now... The other thing that we really wanted to bring up, here's something, this kind of ties into the back end of what we're going to talk about, which is the Region 3 Council meeting. But I heard the word transparency a whole lot today from Uh-oh. the council. You know, we, need, we need to make sure there's transparency. We need, we need to, and I, I thought it interesting because Benny Atkins is there. He was the representative for, is it MSAC? Yeah, MSAC for that committee. And I know he's been under fire. In Athens, uh, the trans- some of the people who support the Transparency Project are going after him in Athens and this and that and the other. And he made sure to use those words. You know, we definitely need to be transparent. And there were some good things brought up in the meeting to that end that we'll cover. But the Transparency Project itself, right? Maybe I'm just taking things. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm just taking things too much at a uh, face value. But I do believe... Everything about our process that is not trade secrets, right? I don't need to know your contracts of what you're bidding to get this done. Although, if everybody knew everybody else's bid, it kind of would make it even, Stephen. I don't know. But um, um, there needs to be, we need to be, as citizens, we need to be able to go, what are the actual run times in the Cab County? You know, because those get reported today. We've talked about this at all. We need to know what's in the RFP. You know, for for that for any county, I didn't again been in the field twenty something years. I had no idea South Fulton didn't control their own providership. Right. That blew my mind. Are you kidding me? You're your own sovereign county. 
Yeah, sovereign being a loose word because well, like everybody Newton answers County, to the state. Newton County doesn't own theirs either. Well, they don't own it. The hospital owns it, but it's still locally serviced as opposed Not to anymore. the region. Piedmont owns the hospital. Well, that's true. See, that, and that's the thing. Same was, thing, Athens, we, Clark County, it's on between Piedmont and St. Mary's. And they, they are the ones who brought in national to service as a joint provider? Yep. Interesting. See, that, that and we'll get to something they're talking about with that, uh, that that Benny did talk about at the meeting today. But, Tom, you wanted to kind of address the transparency stuff a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. I heard, because the, the, I read the bill, one of the bills. Uh, I didn't know there was three proposed last year. Chad referred to them. One of the bills that we knew about from the transparency project, they, they were backing, or maybe it helped write or whatever. I read that. And the gist of it was no closed doors meetings. You really have to announce stuff well ahead. Those words were coming out in today's meeting. Right. They were saying, and I mean, it was. I got the email a month ago. Let's just call it two weeks, but I think it's more than two weeks ago. Well in advance. Well in advance. Here's the meeting. Here's the proposed agenda at this time. The agenda barely changed, so they didn't send out a revised one. And as I walked up to the building, there was on the door – where it's being held, the clear agenda, and it's posted and initialed and had a date and time. Right. It's posted. So it was, it was there. I saw Yamil from AJC there, mm-hmm. and uh, so she, was, she obviously had the information as well. I believe you can just go to the EMS website or the uh, Department of um, EMS. EMS.gov. Yeah, 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 that's it. Thank you. And it, it has a calendar there that then you can copy to your – you can subscribe to it through your Google Calendar so you see when the meetings are coming up. So they're doing more. Right. Uh, what is it that that you think needs to be addressed? Other than we need to get people at the table talking. Yeah, uh, that's the main thing. I, and uh, it sounds like that, for the most part, the council and EMS is addressing this head-on without legislation. Um, I do agree that with a lot of what I did read, like when we read that bill, I think it needs to be open. If there's any decisions made about a zone it needs to be in the public eye does there doesn't need to be any backdoor deals or anything like that and it needs to be on the up and up and it needs to be legit and ethical i think everyone and i think everyone in real and everyone um can agree with that it needs to be sustainable i i think that they might need to be more questions that come up you know i think that it's not acceptable for if a service is going if a a zone is being pushed to be open mm-hmm. and it's open and now it's up for rfp i don't think another service should be able to come in and say oh yeah well they're doing them in we're, they're doing transports in 11 minutes oh i can do it in eight and i guarantee it okay well before yeah. you can get that how are you going to do it nate i want to detail see plans. detail plan yes before, before you do this without, cut down on the lying crap yeah you know, i don't think that it should. I think that those should happen. I do not think that zones should automatically come open every few years either. I think that's just like Chad was telling us in our thing. That would be too cost prohibitive, and that would inhibit a company like National. Just use a National person. Why would they invest in a county if they know that oh, two in two years, years I may not get yeah. it back? Why would they hire more people? Without that, there has to be some stability right. there. Now, if they're not doing a good job, then there should be clear well, process to open exactly. that zone. Maybe it goes to the, the people or something. You know, there needs to be, if there's 
problems, and I think the council is addressing that. The what I believe needs to happen, and I've heard this side, and I've heard this side. I think ninety, eighty to ninety percent of what both sides are saying, both sides agree on, and I think if they come to the table and talk, both of them can talk and get so, things done. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. right? So and I right don't even now, think they're enemies. No. They don't even know that. Right. I know that. I understand it. But I use that because on the surface in the reports, the transparency project is is kind of snapping off at G the the G Jimsa and, and Jimsa's replying. Or just EMS you know, in, in yeah. total. So there there's some of that but when I say the enemy the enemy is bad service. The enemy is bad systems. The enemy yeah. is so the enemy of my enemy is hey maybe I don't like Jimsa because they're saying this and maybe Jimsa doesn't like them because they're saying that blah blah blah. But how about we sit down? That's what discussion and discourse is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, we divide because we disagree. It's we find some way to get mostly agreement together. And you know, there's a table right here in between us. Yeah. We'll do it on yeah. Facebook. We'll, we'll do it on wherever. video. Yep. Y'all want to come sit down at this table? We're offering it to you. Or y'all can do it. Just get together and talk. You could do that, but that's not nearly as fun or entertaining. (laughs) entertaining. And not as accountable because when you record it, you're accountable for what you said. Um, But when I talked about the the realness of it, I wasn't even thinking about uh, the – and we'll get to Fulton County, South Fulton County. But I wasn't even thinking about that coming through. I was thinking about back in the day when I was at Jasper County, and they ran their own service all under fire. Well, they decided to open it up for bid, and for the podcast, I'm using quotey fingers. Because I learned the hard way, I never want to deal with politics, because they're liars. Right. And they didn't open it up for bid. They opened it up for quotey fingers bid to get the person they wanted out of power that didn't, Ed Westbrook, they, there was a few council members that did not like him, and had been after him personally for years the, I forget her name because she's very public. Mary something. Yeah. She had run the she, Watchdog Group. She now does the Watchdog Group. Well, she yeah. did it before. I think she's doing it still. And so she probably, she probably gave it up while she's on the council, but then it's back to it. But it was always – it was never we need to improve EMS. It was Ed Westbrook, Ed Westbrook. Ed. So then she ran for council, got it, county, county commissioner. 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 She got county commissioner. And then it was just – after him, I and you. they didn't have and a. He was a good man. Reason he was, and he would admit. Cause I sat down with him, like, dude, no offense, but I, I think you should let me run this. I mean, I was egotistical and an asshole, but I was like, you should let me run this because you don't know medicine. All right, and he goes, you're absolutely right. They put this hat on me. I don't have the power to take it off. I'm running this, this, and this. All I really want to do is be a fire chief. He made no bones about that. And I see Lisa Pope's uh, watching right now. She was there during she that time there. with me. I, I recall vividly, me and her worked a lot to basically help run it. Whereas, yeah. And he led us. And what happened with that bid, which was false, they were never going to bring in another ambulance service. They got him out of power and decided to run. The commissioners ran it themselves, which means they hired a director to answer to them. And right. how'd that work out, Jasper County? How many directors later? Yeah, exactly. At least four, if not, not more, more than that. And it hasn't improved. The county is still dying. Same. People are moving out. Still Business is not ambulances. moving in. Still two ambulances. It's, well, it's let's crap. be honest, dude. Uh, just getting on it, Jasper County, the people that live in Jasper County, they don't want business coming in. They don't want any of that. They yeah, want they, they want to be a country system. town. Yeah. You know. We're the deer capital of the world. Okay. Yeah. And? 
How's that make it's you money? People retired. You know, that's why most of the county hates Turtle Cove, <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, because all of us safety, public safety and, and outsiders move And younger people in. move yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so that was what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think the system needs to be revamped. We've talked about that a few times. And they're actually looking at that. So, but it sounds like, from what you're saying now, they're doing that. Yeah. They're doing it internally. So, we, you know, I think if both camps sit down and talk, they'll find out, hey, really? You agree with that? Oh, I think the same way. Yeah. Well, let's work together and let's make this happen. Because I think that, like I said, 80% of what both sides are for mm-hmm. they are in the same yeah the same me, thing this is a story i don't think i've ever really shared except with the person in the story but leading up to that vote it was a schism in ems in jasper county and i felt like i felt and believed i was on one side and i felt and believed lisa pope was on the other side and that we we weren't coming as enemies but we were both hiding what we were doing right. uh, we were both moving to our own agendas and i got played i got played by that mary chick a little bit through somebody else you know because uh, I, I made an honest report and I stood up made an honest presentation of this is what this county needs I, I live here my family's here it's my heart this is it's not about politics blah blah and I realized I wasted my time and she gave another report right after that we ended up working together being at the same station I went by the station to see her I don't remember if it was that night or the next day but it was very soon after that I sat down with her just me and her in the bay and we just cleared the air because we realized well, at least I realized, I'm not going to speak for her, but I realized she was never my enemy. She was never on the other side. We were coming at the same problem in two different ways, and had we just talked and to each other. wanted the same outcome. Yeah, just a better service. And had yep. we talked to each other, we could have teamed up on it. And, and that's what you're talking about. Sometimes you just get in your head, you, you see the world the way you see it, and you don't open yourself to other viewpoints. Because um, that's the thing. Sometimes disruptors make for change, and I think right. the Transparency Project and all these watchdog groups are disruptors. And because I'm noticing the verbiage, and I don't think it's just lip service, because I usually can read into that. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've got a history of Benny Atkins. We go way back, and it's not all good. Most of it's not good. Well, I mean, that's but your employer. That he happens. was my employer. It happens. Yeah. Um, but so I'm just saying, so I, I'm the one actually going to call him out first, I think. I'm more eager to. I felt like. Haven't dealt with him in the past, and now when he said we need more transparency, when he said what I'm about to talk about here with the MSAC and the zoning process, that they're honestly looking for a good solution. Yeah. Overall, and I think when and everybody, I don't know what the cycle is, but when everybody cycles off that committee, which he will at some point, somebody else will come in. Maybe he'll be on the a, a different side, saying, "No, I need his own." I don't know, but right now he's serving the state and the people of the state well, right. uh, well enough for me to go, huh. Maybe I need to change my opinion on him and not be so quick to judge. But I'll jump to that. So uh, explain to me, because there might be a lot of people out here who, like me, didn't know exactly what this meant. What is the MSAC? I believe that's the medical director's. MSAC. So per- perhaps. Uh, we could, I probably could have looked it up before this, but I was getting my notes ready. Uh, so they had a meeting uh, in February. They're, they're going to meet again this month. There's a subcommittee there. And there's three people on it, which Benny is not one of them. He named off the three people. But honestly, I'm sure this is public knowledge. If not, you can file an information request. It didn't feel like it was important to have the names. Uh, But that sub-council under MSAC is going to come back to MSAC and also to the Region 3. But I think MSAC is is a statewide thing. 
So he's like the Region 3 representative on that council. So he'll bring back different. Yeah. So I think it's a higher, different council is what it sounds like to me. I'm learning this stuff, uh, regrettably, because I really hate politics. And some of it's politics, but there's change here coming. All right. So they're, they are taking a look. This sub-council is taking a hard look at the zoning process, the positives of it, as he said, the negatives of it, and as a whole. What do we need to revamp? How do we need to reduce zones? But it's all about that zoning process, which I'm not entirely sure that goes hand in hand with providership. I think it does, but it's it's really about looking at the issues that are plaguing the system. And they, uh, I don't know when the subcommittee meets. I know MSAC meets again this month, so probably November we'll get some kind of initial update. But it'll probably be February before we get a real one. Oh, about the council meeting today, Tom. I've, mm-hmm. I've said this once. I'll say it again. Where the hell are you, CBS? You are there to stir the crap. You are there to play the, oh, my baby, my baby crap and, and cut things wrong. But you haven't been there for the last year when the solutions are coming out. Because, they don't, because they don't care about it. No, I just, it just, I just want to call that again. It just, people, watch our show. We will give you answers. We will call ourselves out. We will explain what you need to know. The news gives you 15 to 45 seconds of woo, and they move on. Right. And it was just highfalutin, look at this this disaster, and it they hasn't They want that been. rating. Yeah. They want those ratings. Uh, so uh, so that was the, the MSAC one, which I was very pleased with. All right, cool. That means they're, that means they're spending time and energy and yep. official – Officially sanctioned, officially watched resources on doing this. The thing is, most of those people are, I mean, that's not a government-funded job. I think most of those, all these councils are volunteer. volunteer Or, you know, of course, if their employer is paying them. Well, yeah. You know, to be there. Most of them are not like taxpayers are paying them or anything. Uh, That's from what I understand. All of this is, is... Yep. You're volunteering to be on this council. And maybe your employer is paying you to be there. I'm sure if we got a seat on the council, you'd pay me to go right. or pay yourself to go or whatever. Uh, but it's not, well, the state's doing it. It's a, it's a here's your money for showing up check. It's not that. Right. Um, the trauma office gave their report, which was mostly positive. You know, a bunch of great. I didn't recognize it. TTLC, T-T-E-L-L-E. I don't know. Some classes have been going on. T-E-C-C. Yeah, tactical emergency. So I know if I throw out enough letters, you, you catch me here. Yeah, yeah, because they just use letters. I'm like, well, I can't raise my hand and ask you what that is. So all right, <laughs> we'll just Come keep on, rolling. Charles, I don't know things. I talk. That's what I do. We ask the questions. It's up to all of us it's to find the answers. C D A. Also, did I knock your camera loose? Respect the equipment, dude. But there's there's a renewal of grants for for all these. So they're looking for ideas. Uh, the T-E-E-C, whatever it was. The T-Triple-C. There you just, go. Just say T-Triple-C. All right. So they, 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 those classes are going on. There's going to be more Stop the Bleeds, but they're actually looking for ideas. Then it even comes down lower underneath that to the EMS subcommittee. Uh, the grants have got equipment grants again. Okay. And so that is going out. The apps will go out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he said about a simple math, which I inferred and I believe is, is there's formulas to what your, your application is, what your people are. But the simple math is roughly $731 per ambulance. And he said per ambulance out there. I don't know if he meant every ambulance on the road. I don't know how that breaks down. But there is equipment grants available. All look right. for those applications. Go look at the trauma office. At, you the know, trauma commission. The trauma commission. Um, I think it was the Office of Trauma Commission. That's why I wrote down Trauma Office. Uh, yeah, go the, 
so you can apply for that. But also, there's about 45,000 in EMS education, and they are mm-hmm. looking for ideas. Now, we, we got the information to partner with the Stop the Bleed, and hopefully we'll jump in and help with yep. that. But uh, for those of you educators out there, and of course for you, Tom, if you come up with classes that will benefit the community as a whole, mm-hmm. um, that would be phenomenal. They've got 90% of the school buses in Georgia have training and uh, Stop the Bleed kits on That's their good. buses. Uh, oh, what was the report? Six? Six or uh, six, I think. Uh, six incidents has happened since all this has come out, maybe this calendar year. Uh, one was an actual single shooting at a school. These six incidents at schools have happened. Right. Out of the six, one was a shooting. Rest were just something happened, non-negative, non-drama, just, and it, it worked. The training was there. The kits were there. They stopped the bleed, and it worked. It's, it, these are great statistics that they're returning. But what I found interesting, I believe he said, is about for the United States in this Stop the Bleed class, about 9,000 people have been trained. Wow. In the state of Georgia, 1,000. So he said we're at 10%. That actually That's puts over us over 10%. 10%. Uh, that, that our state is over 10% of the entire number of the United, Na- the United States, not nations. United yeah. Nations. We're, <laughs> we're the world. Watch. Where's our blue helmet? <laughs> we are the world. We are the children. Yeah. Uh, so those are cool. That that that's a man awesome because I do get on top of myself and I get on top of papers like oh you only report the bad stuff and not the good stuff. So it's great to have a whole list of good stuff that's coming out of this. Uh, I'll jump to the end because I, I don't have the numbers here, but the cares, which is a cardiac arrest uh, response, so it's how they measure the the. Uh, cardiac arrests in georgia and right. how that works how um, the outcomes the outcomes yeah the the numbers the good numbers went up like the saves and the the walking out of the hospital numbers went up the bad numbers went down okay. which is great okay. and the two ones that popped into my mind that he that stayed in my mind uh the witnessed arrest by ems went from the low 200s of good outcome like walking out of the hospital outcome mm-hmm. uh went from the low 200s to almost 300 in, uh, in the calendar year uh saves Basically, as good saves, but the percentage went from I think eleven or twelve percent up to seventeen percent of set. You know, that's a good number going up. Right. So those were those are really good. Uh, the licensing software is coming out, right now. I'm just getting the bullet points. There's a lot here to it. So check with your your provider, your your hosts, your uh, owners of your companies, whoever you're with, uh, to find out what you're going to need to do because it's rolling out. I think January first. It's, it's 100% there. I know right. it's, they've started rolling it out now. Um, all licenses that the, the state does, the, the uh, Department of, of Health does, uh, all of our EMS licensure goes through there, period. So that means as me as an EMT, I get a, a portal, and I've got to put all my training uploaded. If you do not upload your training, even if you've turned in your payment and everything else, they will not issue your license until that training is up there. That's how it's verified. So you have to upload all your hours there before the renewal is issued. Right. If you don't renew, but there's a grace period, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't renew, you're instantly lapsed. You can't work even With though you're renewing. Right. Um, so they're working on a system. That, but this is part of the whole part of the learning system is agency renewals. She was saying uh, uh, a lot of times, EJ was saying a lot of times a day or two before, an agency will walk in with a check and their application for renewal in hand. Well, the the agency that is running this system, right, the agency that is managing, uh, negotiating the 
Medicare, Medicaid licensures, uh, certificate, certif- certifications for the agencies, providers, it says it takes 60 days. It can take 60 days for that to, to re-up. Well, I'm just hitting everything. Every I know. Boy, so, the China shop. To me, I wanted to point that out. Uh, and you've been part of that providership. You've been part of the people. You got to Do you have to get a certification for the school? No, no I haven't. I not, so. Unless it's something they're going to change and add. Well, she didn't mention that. So uh, I just wondered. I didn't think so because I see all kind of fly-by-night systems coming into Georgia. Anyway, uh, but for ambulance services, she was stressing Get it in 60 days before your renewal date, which right. is January 1st of 2020 for most. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they cycle over like some numbers over it cycle over each other. March 30th. For agencies? Well, she I says something about, about January 1st. I don't know about yeah. agencies. Yeah, for, for EMS. Providers, so for we're, providers, we're uh, basically just upload your stuff, do the little process, and it should kick you your numbers. Uh, but for agencies, it's 60 got days. It, got it. Yeah. So, and it might be, as she said January 1st, so get it done. Uh, that means as an agency, you have to have, if Tom, you're the agency, you have to have all of my information uploaded into your system, as well as I have to have my information uploaded into my system as well. So they can track my numbers and my stuff, but I work for you. It has to be, you know, everything has to be uploaded. So it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of initial get it done. All right. Now, here's the interesting part to all this. Did you ever hire people directly for EMS? Because I know HR at Newton did a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Everything went through HR. I mean, we would do our, um, we would do our uh, what, interviews, and we'd choose them. But then um, you'd have to go through HR, get your background check, drug screens, um, physicals, and all that stuff done. Right, but did, who did the? Let me type into the state to see if their numbers are actually good or what's going on. Maybe nobody. I don't think anybody. I think you just turned in your license and here you yeah. go. Well, they're putting a stop to that right now. The but state back is. in the day, whenever I did it, the internet barely existed. That is too. true. Yeah, that so is true. So now it's more of a I, phone call than age. I know now you can go online and you can verify somebody's certification. I know we're going to register and verify. I know there's a state yeah. site already that you can go. It will, it'll show me, both sites will show me lapsed paramedic and active advanced. Right. Is what they'll show. So I know, I've looked my stuff up, so I know there's active open portals that have been around for a while, but this is different. This is for agencies. Uh, of course, you have to have all your stuff there. You list, so I come to work for you, you're, it's on you to verify my numbers. So the numbers no longer will have expiration dates printed on them. Right. At all. Uh, because there's, uh, EJ was saying for the last six months, most of her investigations have been on people working under lapse numbers or no numbers at all. Yeah, like that one on the news? Yeah, like the one on the <laughs> news. Well, I'm not working really. We just watched you pull a patient in. Yeah. yeah. We just saw you take a patient in there and you're standing by an ambulance with a stretcher and you're not working? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't don't procrastinate. Get it done. But... I'm not typing on this computer. My num- <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. Um, so, because obviously we had paper copies. Right. I never thought. I mean, I don't think that way. And you were supposed to carry it with you all the time. Yeah. And you have your BLS certification and stuff like that. And I always did. So I, I thought there do. was a QR code on the new ones. I don't know. I think the one that Megan and them printed out, there's a QR code on it. and you could. I bet you can scan that QR code. Uh, did you print possible. out your new one? Uh, yeah, 
should be. Where yeah, that's, that? that's my new one. I printed it off the internet. and. No, that's an old one. That's the one they sent to me in my email. Yeah, when? I don't know. It's like when I certified. Month? No, not no, last this, month. The one from just that just went live. Oh, there's new like ones there? Like this month, yeah. I haven't even looked at that site yet, so I may have to log in, in before they send it to me. I don't know. Um, but that's the thing. It doesn't have, it won't have, see that says 2021 on mine. When I renew it, it won't have anything because then you can't just go, oh, well, it's current. You have to look it up in the system. Why is that important? It's important because nobody self-reports. And this is something that made me so happy for them to talk about today, even though they, it's not perfect yet. It's far from it because it will not let you know, but we'll get there. But I've told that story of the medic got caught stealing morphine, injecting it into a port in his ankle, and they just fired him and swept it under a rug. No DEA report, no police report, no reporting to the state, just you're fired, get out. Well, that can still happen. That actually can still happen, right? But what will happen is you, you're being tracked for everywhere you work. And if you work for two systems, because MSAC, I think you're right, I think it's the medical control thing. Uh, but MSAC has always been asking for a while, how do we fight this fatigue? We talked to Chad Black about that specifically. Yeah. And at that moment when we sat here, which was a few days ago, right, there's no way to track this because self-reporting is not going to be a thing. Uh, everybody laughed in the room when EJ says, yes, people aren't self-reporting their arrests. And everybody kind of giggled. Of course they're not. Nobody said because they're just going to call out sick. As long as you don't find out, mm -hmm. they can still work and it doesn't hurt them. Right? Because some places won't care, like Jasper County. They, I mean... I could tell you stories of the medic that would call in from the Cab County Jail to say he wasn't going to come in for the next couple of shifts because he's in jail. And as soon as he got out of jail, he came right back to work. I remember a guy used to come to work with an ankle monitor on. Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, so, you know, somebody, but places like AMR, places like Ameripro would probably care because they have a different image. They, they, they have a different light and a different way they work. Yep. So... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I would I'd probably do it because I'd feel guilty, but I'd have a hard time even sit down with you, Tom, here at the school and go, so I spent the weekend in jail, man. You know, that's a hard conversation to have for an honest person. If you're not an honest person. Hope it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw my old buddy Ronnie in there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know who I was talking about. That's so who I was talking about, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's our boy. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, he, he's a good death. medic, but he makes some weird choices in life. Um, so here's the deal. I don't know that you can self-report, but when somebody, when you hire, fire, or retire somebody from your service, you have 24 hours to put it in the system. Now, that is a bit of a negative to the larger companies because what are they getting from it? Right now, nothing. Maybe in the long run, we'll see this stuff being tracked and going, oh, they got fired because of drug use. They got fired because of this negative thing, this other negative thing. Mm -hmm. maybe, it'll, maybe it'll encourage systems like Newton, Piedmont, or AMR, DeKalb, you know, Jasper County. Because uh, people are not systems, right? But maybe it'll encourage systems to step up and go, hey, we're not going to get blacklisted for saying this. We're not going to run into some legal issue. Oh, the state says it wants to know why you were let go. Okay, right. do, 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 do. And what she was also saying with the no expiration date on these numbers, on these, uh, yeah, on the numbers, is people aren't looking it up to see that they're suspended, to seeing that they're 
revoked, the right. seeing that disciplinary action is pending. Um, it's just, oh, hey, I got a paper copy of your numbers, and we're good to go. I just don't understand in today's time there should be a database if the employer has to report that you're working for me, and then the state goes in and under that person's profile, you know, it should say, oh, they work for Tom's Ambulance Service, and Tom is the contact person for that service. Oh, they also work for Charles's Ambulance Service, and Charles is the contact person. Oh, they work for Newton EMS, and Carly's the contact person for that place, too. And then they get in trouble at my service, and I report it, and I terminate them, and then there's an investigation. So then they go under investigation, and they're suspended. I don't understand why so you, you that's know, what that this email is now. would... You know, an automatic email could go out now and say, hey, the catch. alert, it, maybe not details, but hey, alert, you need to check the status of, you need to log in and check the status of yeah. John Doe. And yeah. then that says, oh, I need to check his stat. Oh, I need to take John him off Jenkins. the schedule, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but that's, so I was very happy to see because how many times have I ranted here? So-and-so stood up and said this thing that instantly I had five challenges to you. Right. And nobody said a word. Well, in this case, they very politely, three council members, very politely, at different times, right? It's like asking for that. So you're saying, because they're tracking that you work for three different services, because that's going to go into, I know that's going to go into research for fatigue and maybe right. some new rules will come into play, something you and I have talked about, about call volume, above a certain call volume, 12-hour shifts. Well, how do you mandate that when they work different places? Well, now we have a tracking system. Okay, cool. But you're telling me that Tom fires John Doe and he's under investigation for stealing narcotics, but he's going to show up to my job the next day and I have no clue? Right now, the answer is yes. All right. And EJ is, the, I want to be clear, EJ was the mouthpiece. She was the announcer of it. This is a report right, she's exactly. bringing. Yeah. She's not building the system. She's not running the system. So where she sits right now, her hands are tied. Because she was asked directly, uh, by some of the council members. Well, do you know the outcomes? You know, she says, I do the investigations for her region. I do the investigation. I know the probable outcome right. of it. Uh, and yes, when the outcome happens, I am notified. And then go. And then what happens? Well, when it's closed, I can, if you call me, I can tell you. Right. But I can't just hey, cause, and maybe hopefully. And that, they're asking for that. Multiple people are on the council asking. Said no, this is important for companies. You know, I know AMR themselves are like huge, huge. I mean, they got 30 to 40 trucks on the road. I was talking to them today, asking them, like, at your Hundreds core. Hundreds of employees, yeah. yeah. Every Thousands, hour. By the probably. way, I found out today because I, I, I asked them, I want some numbers. You know, how many at your core? At your core, they're running 30 to 32 trucks at any given time. At their peak, it's 36 to 40. They are shift changing every hour. Every hour. That They're is. changing a truck out every freaking day. 24 hours a day. That's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of employees. So you're telling me that they have this many employees and one of them screws up. And it's an outlier. It, it was even mentioned. The word outlier was mentioned right. on the council. It is. It is not common for this to happen, but it happens. So you're telling me that they're going to come to this service and work here. I've got to upload all this information on everybody. I've got 24 hours to, to say they're hired, fired, or retired to get it to you. There's no penalties yet, but you know it's a state. There will be uh, because right. they're, they're already putting that clock on it right now. So at some point there will be a penalty. So I've got to do all that, but you're not going to give me anything. Uh, I, I, that was my thought. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, wow, that's a lot of preload for no return. Now down the road again, 
studies show this, studies show right. that. Sure, we get a better EMS system. But right now, that's a lot of work on our part to still have John Doe come and steal narcotics from me and me not know it. Right, yeah. Um, so that, that was, that was the, the not perfect part of it. But ultimately, the fact that we just sat here, you and I and Chad just sat here the other day and talked about how do you track multiple, it's, it's already built into the system. They're that's working exactly on it. They're what they're doing. There. I don't understand because all the PCRs are electronic and you have to have them turned in. Uh, the state gets their data. I don't understand why they, there can't be a data point like, okay, Charles... My so numbers are on this many documents. Yeah, is on this many because it's calls. a company number and my my paramedic yeah. numbers or AMT numbers. Yeah, so, yeah. But I the, don't know. But that's probably I. You know, I'm doing Star Trek here. You know, yeah. I'm a tech guy. I have a degree in computers. I know that some of the. But to implement something like that, I understand it would be very difficult right now with the technology we have so i'm just saying that it's would be nice system and that's the problem that would be nice to have yeah if we could. well part of it so we don't have that but now we have now it's mandatory that when you hire somebody because you have to look up their numbers you put in the system they're working for me now and they start tracking all that when you look up that person you're talking about it'd be nice to have a database the database pops up yeah. and it will say not just suspended it'll say suspended here's why under review, here's why. They were not suspended, here's why. Details okay. are there about what was investigated, what the complaint was. That, dude, you talk about transparency. Now, that's still just for for providers, but that's the transparency providers have needed right. from the dawn of time. Yep. Man. So you know what you're getting before so you, you get it. you know what you're getting. And it'll have a history that I work for National, and I work for Jasper, and I work for Newton. It'll show. So if I got back in the field today... And when you're checking that resume to make sure they're yeah. telling the truth. Oh, yeah. How many times? Dude, I, that's an honest question to you. How many times have you had a resume that you knew the person at that service? You're like, hey, Charles, so-and-so, and so And they're like, nope, that never happened. They weren't here. A lot, huh? Mm-hmm. So now it's just a database. Now you don't have, And that was something that I know uh, Huey was one of my mentors, Huey Atkins, and he had told me at one point there's a fine line they have to walk with HR Going to somebody call because I was bringing up in my young twenty year old mind of ah, why why can't we do this? Well, we can. I was right all along, but they just had time had to catch up with me uh, because like well because you can get in trouble if somebody calls you and says did they work there? You're supposed to say yes or no, and you're not supposed to add information. And, right. and this was '90s. I mean, rules were probably changed a dozen times since then, but this was in the late '90s, early 2000s when he's telling me this. So there was this fear of if we say. Well, we let go of Tom because we believe he stole drugs and he's under investigation. Well, it hasn't been proven that yet. That word you just said, believe. Yeah. And that's probably what he was emphasizing to me. It's been a long time ago. But, yeah, he's like, it's facts. It's this, it's that. So, for the most part, even if if we don't believe there's enough to charge somebody with a crime, we just have to let them go. Mm-hmm. And when they say, did, did they work? You say, yes. And, well, can you tell us anything else? No. Because we can't tell you we believe he took morphine we found some morphine we just couldn't tie it directly to them right you know know. yeah but now now there's hopefully the system will grow because she didn't say it'll be help investigations but hopefully it will grow into hey this is why we fired them because you have to put in details they left on their own accord whatever Mm -hmm. so this is a great step in that direction uh the other thing with that is you and me we've got to get to these instructor updates because this system there's going to be new requirements for instructors starting January 1st for new instructors. Not for us. We're grandfathered in or whatever. But our, our friend Jerome, 
if he doesn't get his instructor by December 31st, we have to understand what these new right. things are. And it has to do with the system as well. Right. Of, of I'm sure we're having to put in input and from I'm, school And I side. welcome new, new requirements. I think the requirements do need to change. I think it is too easy for someone to just become an EMS instructor. Not taking anything away from my fellow EMS instructors, especially here, because they come here and we help get them. But it's just too easy because if I if somebody wanted to, they could say, oh, I want to be an EMS instructor and start a class out of my garage. Some do. They can do that. And yeah. that, shouldn't, that shouldn't have to. Yeah. And I know there's some accreditation requirements coming up and stuff, and we've got to get on we're working we're, on we're that working already, on yeah. Yep. But uh, there's if we don't make it to the Jimsa conference, which you know we have friends over there. If they wanted to invite us to do some promo material for them, I'm just saying too. <laughs> uh, but if we don't make yeah, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're I mean, here. Have, cam- have camera and mic. Yeah, we'll travel. We'll travel. Uh, I, I'm all for value for value. I'll come work for you, and mm-hmm. I'm, in return, you're, I'm getting the, the stuff I need. And this part's free anyway. The instructor updates are free anyway. And actually, we found out on their website. I want to put this out to the world because I thought it was a great thing because it's grant, done by grants. Right. The eight-hour instructor update's free. You get lunch for free. And if you stayed in a hotel, you get uh, – there's obviously a process to go through, but you get 125 I think it was 125 $125 yeah. reimbursement, reimbursement towards that. Yeah, uh, but back. you gotta you gotta turn in all the documents right. and everything. Which I was like, holy cow, that's and amazing. Like, I think you'll get it like probably a month later or something. I I don't know, but they're supposed to give out that information at the conference when you get there. Yeah, so I mean, so they're helping fund people to come. Basically, yeah. obviously, they're not going to pay you to come, but that's pretty freaking close. Right, and that's not even part of the conference. That's pre-con, pre-con. so it's a hundred percent free. Just you just got to get there. Yep, they even right. provide lunch. Yeah. Uh, but if we don't make it, there's going to be three instructor updates in Region 3 and other regions as well, but three specifically in Region 3 for us because of this system. And, gotcha. and so we're, we're going to get that. Uh, all right. So now for the juicy bits, right? Okay. So I, I, does, I wanted to lead with the positive. I was the very juice. pleased. I was very happy with this council meeting. I think these are great steps in the right direction. Get ready for the juice. It's going to take time. That's a negative. I mean, uh, it's been – there it goes, smacking your camera just, again. Thanos did it. <laughs> uh, hey, you realize it's been almost a year to date since the cab controversy started. Yeah, it's been it's been basically a year to date for the ad hoc council. So it's been about a year and a month or so. Yeah. So, and time flies, but that's how long it's taken to get to what I'm about to talk about. We'll get to that. South Fulton gave the oh, report. No. South Fulton gave the report. I went back and re-listened just to make sure I get the words mm. right. So they met in June. This is August, but this is a report from June. They met in June with all the city councils and elected officials, and they're all pleased, is what Steve Moyer says. They're all pleased with our progress and our service we've been providing. Now, Tom, if I asked you if you were pleased with the education that you've been getting and and who have you talked to, would you tell me, yeah, I've talked to all my students, and they're all pleased? Yeah. (laughs) Right? I'm sorry. It's laughable. Why is the why is the fox guarding the hen house here? I'm not know. saying he's dirty. I'm saying we don't know. I've heard and I, that's all I can say. I don't I don't have facts. I haven't talked to the chief. I've heard that that's not true. I've heard there's plenty of of of, of yeah. officials that are not. I mean, happy. we had a undisclosed source that is pretty that is On in the, the know, right? Yeah. On the button, say that. 
they've completely different. Yeah, it's a completely different story. Completely different, and it'll probably be in a publication soon. I want to ask the questions, and it's up to us to all get the answers. And my question is, why? I know he's a council member, but he should not be bringing his own report from what he's doing. When you when you get a laugh from the crowd that oh arrests aren't being self-reported, yeah, think he's gonna go. No, everybody hates us. They they think we're doing crap. We we actually sit up late at night pulling our hair out and stressing. I've lost eighty pounds. Going why the hell did we do this in the first place? He's not gonna say that. Maybe a representative from. AMR? Outside agency. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't that say would AMR. go over like that a lead balloon, yeah. right? AMR would be like, oh, I got the report for you. No, yeah. Because they're the ones I, who got, I got a, What I would like to know is what was AMR's response times versus what? 12 minutes. 12 minutes? 12 minutes when they got booted from the county, it was 12 minutes. 12 minutes. What is it now? Uh, as of this date, year to date, 21,150 calls, according to what he said in the meeting, year to date. Again, we can't verify his numbers. We right. don't know. 11.3 minutes response time on average. And the months of May and June kicked that out of the 10-minute window, was his quote. So 11.3 minutes is where we're at one freaking year of service. We're at 11 minutes when you promised nine. They got booted for 12. So they've had a year? They've had a year. And they've only reduced? By 0.7 minutes. Seven, that's not 70 seconds, so let's call it 40-ish seconds, 45 seconds. You know, 10%, six seconds, so. So, six, 12, 20, uh, 18. So, that'd be 22, or I mean, I'm sorry, that'd be 82 minutes, or 82 seconds. Dang it, I can't do math, Tom, what are you doing to me, man? But you get the point. Yeah. Is, is. Yeah, after a year, and it was reported to the public, and that's all I can go on because you're not telling me anything, Steve. Come on the show, Steve. Sit right here and talk to me. And, yeah, I'll be a little aggressive, but I'm going to be polite, and I'm going to let or you, you talk. you could even go to his office if you wanted to. You know, hey, yeah, I'll come to you, but I want to see numbers. I want to see plans, and I want to see what your actual proposal was because this year – your new proposal, if you ever put one out, is going to be different, so you can't tell it straight secrets. Because when does that is, does that zone come open again? I mean, is there did they ha, did they have I a think time South period? Fulton, I, I see maybe maybe Terrence I, that's, needs that's to come that's back why and talk I to don't. Us. That's what I don't know. I, I'm not advocate because I do not work for AMR. I've not worked. I did many years ago, and I'll be honest with you. Whenever I left AMR, I said I'd never go back at that time because I was unhappy. Things have changed, you know. I'm not looking to go work on ambulance, but I would work there. I would work a lot of places. But I'm not saying this because I'm trying to, ooh, AMR is the best, AMR is the best, because I don't know that. It wouldn't have mattered if it was AMR, Rural Metro, uh, National, Puckett, Metro. Take the name of that ambulance service out of it. They were running South Fulton. Apparently they had a 12-minute response time. South Fulton was unhappy. The provide somebody came in and said we can do it in eight minutes. Nine. Nine minutes. They promised nine minutes. They promised nine minutes. Well, heck, that didn't that didn't even work for Dunwoody, does it? But anyway, <laughs> they made yeah. promises, and they couldn't keep it. They can't keep it, and they're not keeping it. And what are they doing to keep it? Are, are they making changes? Because I haven't heard anything. Because I know there yeah. was some private providers in there, and they kicked the private 
providers out, didn't they? Yeah, Meripro was running back yeah. up there, and so they're not, and they're them not there anymore. So, really? And are those numbers for real? Because we I, don't know. I don't we know. don't know. Those are self-reported numbers. Don't know. However, I don't think that was done fairly, and that's why I'm like, kind of like, yeah, Trent, we need some change here. You know, where is, you know, when this decision's made, what guidelines was used to make this decision, you know? Yeah. Because somebody just coming up there and saying, I can do it in eight minutes. I can do it in nine minutes. I'll do it in nine minutes yeah. tomorrow. Put me in there and we'll do it in nine minutes. Well, okay. So what happened was is that they kicked a private a service out, displaced employees, Employees that did may have left that service to go to the new service. They lost pension funds. They lost 401ks. Yeah. Their insurances changed. They were displaced. They're, they're technically, their uh, seniority changed. And seniority's changed for less than a minute. And they haven't withheld. And that's where I'm on my... And it doesn't matter. It could have... I, I know it's Grady that's there. Uh, it doesn't matter what service. Take Grady's name out. But yeah. XYZ service don't care whose service it is. And but I, that's that's where I thought the region councils are supposed to come in to protect, not only protect the public, but they have a duty to protect the providers as well, those people working on that ambulance. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, maybe Terrence can come back and explain. Because the first time he came, they were still in South Fulton. We were only talking about the cab and that's the issue. Maybe he can come and tell us how South Fulton works, what led up to it, um, because he has openly talked about, you know, we got a we had a plan that we got the new proposal got it down to twelve minutes, and they were averaging twelve to fifteen minutes, you know, give or take whatever month or whatever time period, right? But they said we get it down to a promise of twelve minutes unless you can pay something. Because South Fulton isn't paying anything; it is straight off of billables, I understand. So right. South Fulton's getting a service for free. Well, for free you can get twelve minutes. Well, then the promise was nine. And from what the reports that come out from inside the service, from inside the employees who left with AMR, from every source that I've heard, that was the deciding factor. Nine minutes done. And exactly. the first report they gave in November, a few months after they took over, was 18 minutes. Now we're in a year later from when they took over, and they're at 11.3 minutes. And they may, they still made an yeah, excuse that 18, two months kicked it out. Why? Right. Why did that two months kick it out of the ten minute range? Well, Why? take those out. Or did he take stuff out? That's yeah. the other thing. Are these only emergent numbers? Which that nine minutes is only for emergent calls anyway. Right. But what is your non-emergent looking like? And that, and he he used the word transparency, and it pissed me off uh, because he said Steve Moyer said uh, their CAD to CAD integration from Fulton to South Fulton. Is is not working. The integration is not working. There's some kind of technical software issue and an uh, engineering. He's, he used the word engineering. He didn't say thing. I forget what he said. Uh, but he, he said it better than I'm saying it. But basically, they're working on And the the software provider says there are, are things that they're doing that should fix it. Well, we've heard, not from him, but we've heard that from providers before. Yeah. And, but, that will, but that will bring... bring faster responses between the two systems once they get them integrated and more transparency. I'm sorry. Did you hand out a packet to everybody in the room that showed your numbers for year to date? No, you didn't. 
Yeah. Did you even quote your numbers? No, you really just said it's a year-to-date average of 11.3 minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm just disappointed, man. And 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 at that nobody and it and, and the uh, the head of the committee and, went any questions just, for it? No so, questions. And just so we're clear, if they would have met the mark and they'd been making the nine minute mark, we'd be oh, saying they'd spike in the we, ball. And we'd and be we going, would be sure. to it. We'd be saying, Look, that's the way you do it. That's the way it's yeah. supposed to be done. So whenever, if they were doing it for free, doing, absolutely. Yeah, that's the way especially. it's supposed to be done. But if you walk in there and you cannot pull that card, well it's free. Nope, you walked in there and you made the mm-hmm. you made you said that you would do this. Yep. You know? Yeah. So one but there is some things that I've said before. One, Fulton County, you gotta pay. I'm sorry, you're paying for all these other services and you're paying for other things in your county. You gotta pay for EMS. Yeah, Period. that's a big I understand problem too. Grady said that they'd do it for free. And that's good. Good for y'all, you work that out, but that's not but AMR was doing it for free, and you wanted them to do nine minutes for free, and and you bought the lie. Yeah, you bought the lie, and you're stuck with it because you don't control your providership. Region three does. And as I'm not from Region three, I'm dealing with a, a different organization doing something else. But I've, as I've heard once say, once the time limit's done, they're on to other things. If I want to change done, it better be a damn good reason. And at this point, they just a year ago changed the providership, and Fulton County comes knocking on the door. I imagine EJ or whoever's responsible for answering that door will go, there better be a damn good reason you're standing on my doorstep asking me to change this again. Yep. Well, I don't, and I don't know who's the responsible. Is it Region 3's responsibility because they bought the lie? Or is it Fulton County's? Or I don't there- know. I don't know the process. I'd love to get more insight on that process. So, please, yeah. somebody come on the show. Terrence, anybody who knows the process, come on the show. Tell it to us. Email me, charles at gaims.com. One last thing here. So, to cap. Essentially, the cat has been vindicated. AMR has been vindicated, more or less. Well, I say it that way because nobody in politics wants to go, Robert, done. This is done. AMR's good. Done. Nobody will do that. So it's still a, eh, but a year later, the cab fire, I, I got the numbers here too from Chief Fulham. The cab fire is running three quick response units right now. They've got two more coming. These are brand new trucks. We talked about those. Those are F 250s. Big trucks are beautiful. Uh, they got two more coming up. One will be in Dunwoody when it comes up. So I'll give them five. Now, and they've opened up 20 paramedic only positions to do that backfill. All so right. the way it's explained to me was AMR is the first out, right? And they run a call. And this is more in the remote areas where it's harder to get to, like the Northern Corridor. And uh, like so, the, um, down towards Stonecrest. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that too. Yeah, the uh, unincorporated Stone Mountain and Stonecrest, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, AMR will be first out, which they still have the provide. The RFP technically is still out, but it doesn't look like it's going to change from the outside. Um, AMR runs that call until they can get another truck down there. Then you have the fire truck as that backfill. That if another call comes out, boom, ambulance mm-hmm. is there, and there's going to be is. Do you think that's five trucks for 20 medics, or is that 10 trucks? Or I heard it was 10. Is it 10? Because they, they'd they run 24-hour shifts. And if it's backfill, it's not a standing 24 because you're only catching the backup calls. So yeah. so I could see that being 10 trucks. Uh, it's interesting they're going to run double medic trucks, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, so they're hiring 20 medics for that. So that's, that's a good uh, – uh, 
middle ground, right? That's a good thing. Uh, officially, that hot council, their proposal was, hey, our charge was just to make sure that Dunwoody and DeKalb were talking to each other and helping that conversation. And Chief Elliott said it again. He's like, they did it. They were doing it before we got there. We facilitated it. But we've watched, and everybody in this report said, looking at just run times is just one piece of the puzzle, and that's not the entire picture. And looking at these things month to month, because that's what those reports were. Well, in the month of June, it was this. In the month of July. And, and honestly, in the report that we read from that hot council, the actual last meeting they had, Dunwoody is doing that. They're just n- narrowing in on that month to month. And the chief said it. Uh, chief Fulham said it. Chief Elliott said it. The chief from Roswell said it. The doctor said it. It's like, look, you never know, you're never going to get a good response time because no matter what response time you get, you always want less. That's just from a doctor's standpoint. Mm-hmm. You always want it faster. So there's never a perfect number. But secondly, looking at the nitty-gritty of month to month, you, it, some things that you change, those quick response vehicles won't change response times tomorrow. You'll see that change over a month. Right. Okay. But these trucks that are rolling out, you might not see for six months. Repositioning where AMR sits and looking at the better placements, you won't see for six months. You know, it, it's a long term. So essentially um, – Dunwoody, the whole issue of Dunwoody gets its own zone until uh, I'm inferring this, this was not said, but until MSAC comes back with a zoning process recommendation for the entire state, the this off the table. Now, that hot council was asked to essentially stay together. Um, they're not dictating how many times they have to meet, but basically be available if there's mediation needed between DeKalb County and Dunwoody. Here's where I have a problem with that. And this is the last part of this meeting here. And, of course, any questions you have, Tom. Um, Chief Fulham led with there's been a lot of great conversations, a lot of good things have happened. There were changes that we're starting to make that, that the director of EMS for DeKalb County, who is over Chief Fulham, uh, they have made it – actually, not the director. Uh, the, county, the county CEO has made it done with a priority over everything else. Let's, let's fix this. This is a great – Indicator of what a problem is. If we can fix this, it'll help everybody else. All right. So they made it a priority. He said there's been a lot of great conversations. In fact, after the last ad hoc council, which is where Dunwoody begged for ad hoc to stay together and to give them a zone. And they said, well, zoning was never our charge. And we've helped the conversation. We've, we've met our charge. So we're taking this recommendation back to the main council of to disband. We've done our job. They met for an hour. DeKalb County and Dunwoody met for an hour after with a meeting that Fulham said, and I believe we came up with some really great responses. We came up with some good solutions together. And then when the mayor still had to stand up and say, hey, stick together. You are such great mediators. Tom, in normal conversations, sometimes you do need a little bit of mediator to say, hey, you keep, both of you are hearing each other a little wrong. Mm-hmm. You're saying the right things. Like we're talking about with GEMSA and the Transparency Agency. You're saying things differently, but, let's, let's, but you're not at odds. You, ne- you really need a mediator when you're at odds and you're not going to fight it out. You're going to talk it out, but you're, you're angry at each other. From the Cap County side, they're not angry at each other. From the words that Dunwoody's using, they're not angry at each other. What do you need a mediator for? Yeah. So from the looks of it, AMR is not going anywhere. The Cap has made some good improvements on helping with response times and it's still going to continue to improve. So that's what we know. The end. Pass the plate. Pay me. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, yeah. Any, does there anything you have questions about? I get, you got your comments in some, kind of as we went, but no. So I think we're good. Awesome. Ready to rock. Um, so check us out. Here's the thing: uh, you can help us out uh, by listening to the podcast. Uh, we're with Anchor FM, so you can download this and listen to it in the car. And if we have everything set right, there'll be a little ad that plays in the middle, uh-huh. and it helps us out when you when you do that. Uh, we're working on a Patreon. If you like what we do, if you you there's stuff to do here at the office, but it would absolutely help if this brought in some support for me to go out and go to somebody's office and talk to them. Right. Those kind of thing. If you want more honest reporting, and I'm not, I hate the word reporting because I'm not a journalist. I'm not telling you a story. I'm just trying to explain. I'm asking the questions. I'm looking for answers. That's right. what I'm doing here. And educate the public. And educating the public. Absolutely. We try to just clear up the fogginess and. And also highlight the good. I mean, I, I was so happy to see that this wasn't just a fight meeting again. That yep. it was a lot of good things have come. And it was a disruptor. And last year, disruption happened. Now, Dunwoody's still not happy. They don't have their own service. Can't make everybody happy. But uh, bunch, the statewide the people are served. is raising up. Exactly. Um, and who knows? When they do, if they come out with a revamp of the zoning system that makes sense, maybe Dunwoody will get something then. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? So check us out every Thursday around 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, subscribe to the channel. We're putting out more videos. Sometimes, like with Chad Black, we do special interviews, and those go out just in the middle of the week. Uh, right now, on our page is an info video, if you'd call it, of why analysts are delayed. Exactly. It's check it out. one minute, six seconds long. It's Share super it. fast. Send it around. Share Let's it. Educate people. Use it in your services. Use it as PSAs. Put it out in your newsletters. We are not charging for it. It does have our little watermark on it, so we put the work in. And at the end, it just has our Facebook page. So there's not like come to our school. No, we're trying to educate the public. And that yep. helps. Talking to the public, letting them know why this stuff happens helps. As services, use it. Send yep. it to your councilman. Send it to your news outlets. Use it however you want to use it. Uh, we just want the public to understand how this works and what they can do to help with that. Yep. So. All right, any last things to say, Thomas? That's it. All right, well, until next week, stay subscribe and like our channel, share the videos, and ask the questions. It's up to us, all of us, together. Oh, oh.